Kyra Lene is a Christ follower, mother, internationally known author, publisher, and dynamic, inspirational, and authentic speaker who empowers women worldwide in the areas of identity, purpose, relationships, parenting, ministry, and writing. Kyra is the author of multiple books, including Beauty for Ashes, The Transformation of My Life's Darkest Moments, and Pursuing Purpose, Five Keys to Fulfilling Your God-Given Purpose. Kyra is also the founder and president of Glorious Works Publishing, which exists to help exceptional authors publish their glorious literary, literary works while keeping their royalties. Kyra delivers wisdom and practical application as she shares her successes and failures transparently. Kyra is wise beyond her years, which enables her to relate to women of all ages, from millennials to baby boomers. When she speaks, you are sure to walk away with a new perspective, unearthed courage, or reasonable next steps. She's like a gold miner of the heart, digging up precious treasures in the women whom she addresses. As women's identities, mindsets, and lives are transformed, so are their families, ministries, careers, businesses, and communities. As Kyra pours strength into women, she motivates them to continue the cycle of strengthening other women. Women glean from the faith, hope, and love that Kyra exudes as she walks women through her journey of overcoming rape, divorce, addictions, and suicidal thoughts. Kyra is a powerhouse when it comes to women in ministry, and I actually had the opportunity to meet her a few years ago at the Pinky Promise Conference. She had a the the initial book that I mentioned, the Beauty for Ashes book, I saw that and that title just really stuck with me. And so I reached out to her, I think a year after I bought her book, and she actually ended up buying mine. I saw that she had the publishing house and I plan if the Lord wills to work with her on some books that I have um, in in the in the works. Uh, But I just love her heart for God. She is truly someone who is spirit led and you can just tell that she has a passion for women and women of God being everything that God has called them to be. And she does as much as she can to help them birth the babies that God has put through in them, whether it be a book or other ministry things. So I am super excited to introduce you to Kyra Lene, and I hope that you inter- enjoy her interview for today. Welcome to the podcast, Kyra. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Bree. No problem. It's so cool how God connects people because I actually met you in at Pinky Promise 2018, I think, and yeah. got your book, and that was, you know, just signed up to your email list, and then when I saw that you had a publishing company, that's what made me reach out. And then we've just been talking back and forth since then. So it's just really cool to be introduce, introducing you to our Black Girls of Purpose audience. Yes, it's wonderful and, and awesome how God does connect people in, in ways and in timings that you don't really expect. So it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I read your official bio for our listeners, but can you share a little bit about yourself that they might not be able to, things they might not find out on your bio? Yes. So you shared some of my, I guess, life as far as different challenges that that I've gone through and different accomplishments that God has allowed me to experience. But I'll say one of the things that that really you would have to get to know me to know is that I am very much led by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that can 
that can be seen as, oh, wow, she's all over the place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I promise you that if you're being led by the Spirit, sometimes you will do things, you know, you will go into different directions that may be against the grain, it may not be the norm, or it may be something that you yourself didn't think you would be doing, but God had other plans. And so I think that's a big part of who I am. And so as people get to know me, it's, it's one of the things that I'm pretty much marked by. And, and I accredit all of that to the Holy Spirit and just obeying his leading and, and going with what he is saying to do in that timing. Yes, yes. I love a good spirit-led person because I, I, I identify as that as well. And I love what you just said about how it makes me look like I'm all over the place. And, you, you know, I, I feel like I go to my family and I'm like, hey, here's the latest thing I'm doing. And they feel like, girl, what? What? Okay. But they know because they know me. So they're like, okay, what else is yeah. Now? Like, on our Bible study one week, I was telling them, I said, I, I said, Lord, I really don't want to do any more crowdfunding campaigns. I said, because I feel like if I do another crowdfunding campaign, my family and friends are all going to have a come to Jesus slash intervention moment where we, they say, Brie, please don't start any more businesses. And I'm like, I'm just trying to be obedient. I promise it's not my idea. It was yes. Yes, I, I so can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of ties into your story with starting a publishing house, right? Because you were an author and you had your books, and then you went from that to starting your publishing house. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, and so, again, um, it was based off of me just following the Holy Spirit's leading because it wasn't a lifelong goal, or I, I mm. never actually would have thought that I, one, would have been an author, um, but Mm -hmm. definitely a publisher as far as publishing other people's work. But what God did was he showed me the need that was there. And I believe that in, in some type of way, all of our purposes are tied back to obviously glorifying God, but then helping some person in some type of way. And Mm -hmm. so being an author you know, I've had people come up to me, and I've worked with different people to, to help them in that process of writing their book, getting it out of them and down on paper. But I felt like I didn't have much to offer after they got it down on paper. It was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. uh, now you're on your own, <laughs> you know. And so uh, just seeing that need, God put it in my heart because I knew that I was going to uh, continue to self-publish. And he just put it on my heart to to make that available to other people because sometimes mm-hmm. people have no clue where to go. And so he may put something in them to share with the world, but because they don't know what those next steps are, they feel like they're stuck. You know, writing a book seems like, oh, this grand old thing that you have to be like this special person to do. And not to say that we are all special, but, you know, sometimes we look at it and think of it as something that's unattainable, and being able to walk people through that process is something that God placed in my heart to do. So it was one of those other things that it was just like, this is what I'm doing. Um, I know it's not <laughs> I know it's not yeah. in my five-year plan or, or anything right. that I ever would have imagined for myself. But I can truly say that 
following this call on my life to do this has really helped me and it connected me with people who otherwise I probably wouldn't have connected with Mm -hmm. and to be able to see them go through this process and and birth those things that God has placed in them has been an amazing experience for myself as well as the people that I'm working with. Yes. I love that you said that you started with seeing a need because I think that Mm -hmm. anytime we Anytime our aim is to serve first, that's when we really see God do what he does best, and I feel like that's when we see the the fruit that he would like us to produce through anything that we do for him. With, with starting a publishing house, what were some of your first steps? Because I think that for a lot of people, even hearing that was, is just like, wait, what? You started a whole publishing house? Where do you even begin with that? <laughs> Definitely. So I say that the first steps are – a ton of research. So I, I spent plenty of time just researching the industry and researching, um, you know, the different regulations and different processes for things. I did work with a publishing company, so I had some experience in, in I guess, and when I say I worked with a publishing company, not like I worked for one, but mm-hmm. in publishing my book, I worked with one. And so having that experience, uh, that played a part into some of the things that I looked into as well because I was able to mm-hmm. see different aspects that I would probably change or, mm-hmm. or make some type of improvement to. And so that caused me to, to dive into researching those specific things as well. And so a ton of research, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say, on, on the front end or on the back end would be lots of research and then connecting with people who are in the industry. So I okay. was very privileged to be able to connect with another Christian publisher who I actually knew for years and, again, didn't plan on going into that industry at all. Yeah. But when that time came to make the decision, I was able to, to have that mentor and have someone walk me through some of the, the ins and outs of it. That's a blessing, yeah. I, I, it's always interesting when you are able to see how God was positioning someone to help you even before you knew that they were going to help you. Like I think about um, my one of my friends and sisters in Christ, we co-founded a our nonprofit Unity Queens, and we knew each other for almost a year before we did any any business together. And I'm just like, God, you knew the first day we met, like, okay, you think this is your sister Christ, but y'all actually going to be business partners. And yeah. we just laugh about that all the time. But it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning, how he has a he has an appointed time for everything. And I think sometimes he'll allow us to be shielded to the purpose because he knows if we know what it is, we'll probably try and get ahead of it. So he's like, let me not let her think that this is a partner or a mentor or whoever, because then she's going to try and get ahead of me. Or you might be intimidated by it and think, well, Lord, no, I can't be connected to this person for this particular project. Like, they have way more expertise than I do. Yes, and I I can definitely attest to that because I am, I'm naturally a driven person. God just created Mm -hmm. me that way. Yes. And so he factors that in. He he, he knows <laughs> me and understands me. And yes. so it's something that that I have to consciously work on. But even so, God knows me. So it's like, okay, sometimes you have to be in the dark a little bit because mm-hmm. I know 
when I give you this instruction or when I give you this vision, and I'll say that, it's more so yeah. God can give me a vision, and I'm like, okay, let's do it. What we got to do, and, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I'm ready to go. And so I yeah. think, um, you know, he definitely factors that in mm-hmm. because there's some people that, that that's not the way that they're wired. And so God, mm-hmm. he's so perfect and so intimate. Mm-hmm. So he knows us uniquely and knows how to deal with us and handle us, and it's, it's just amazing. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I'm just – and when he does do the big reveal, I think about, like, when the, when they pull the tarp off the car, the new car, he's just like, oh, my gosh, God, this is a Okay. Yes. Yes. So talking more about your books, which is your favorite book that you've written, if you can answer that question, and then why? Hmm. I'll say that Pursuing Purpose is probably my favorite, okay. and I, I think it's more so my favorite because when I wrote it, I had more experience mm. um, as a writer, but more experience even just in life and dealing with certain situations. And so Beauty for Ashes was kind of like that, that heart book, that life book that pours out my testimony. And while mm-hmm. Pursuing Purpose still touches on my testimony, I'm able to insert it throughout the book. I think it's really awesome because it's very reflective. So okay. um, Beauty for Ashes, like I said, it, it talks about my life. So you're getting a lot of information. And I'm still giving – God's perspective on different things and sharing my journey and how God led me through things. But I feel like pursuing purpose uh, for myself as well as for the readers, it allows them because it's, it's um, the way that it's written, it's w- written in like a question answer form. And so it allows okay. the reader to really reflect on their life. So mm-hmm. a lot of it as they're reading, they're able to say, okay, this is the question that she's addressing, what's my response? And, and I've had so much feedback on how it's transformed people's lives because it's so reflective, and mm-hmm. it really can benefit people in various areas. So I've, I've had young adults, I've had people who are, you know, retiring, and they're like, wow. Actually, some people who are retired was like, I have to share this with my book group and because this, even at this stage in my life, has allowed me to really reflect and, and make some decisions and changes and reevaluate some things that I've swept under the rug and didn't really think about. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why Pursuing Purpose is, is near and dear to my heart. Beauty for Ashes is my baby, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, there's that special place because Beauty for Ashes is what made me an author. But yeah. I'd say as far as, like, oh, which one would be my, my favorite at this point would be Pursuing Purpose. Yes. Have you seen a big change in your writing style between the two books? I, I saw one of the changes that I noticed was more so my confidence in writing. So not necessarily the style itself, but I can definitely say for for Beauty for Ashes, I spent a lot of time um, making sure that I had 
scripture in there to support what I was saying. And mm-hmm. in a way, it was almost like a protection, like, okay, well, this is God's word, so yeah. let me get as much Can't of argue with in that. as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not to say that I've abandoned scripture at all. Um, you know, I've even quoted scripture in Pursuing Purpose as well, but I didn't feel like I needed to depend mm-hmm. on it or I don't like how that came out. I do depend on God's word, but in a, yes, a, in a sense of writing, I felt more comfortable in writing and expressing myself because I felt like, oh, wow, yeah, I've done this before. I can do this, whereas mm-hmm. Beauty for Ashes, there were still parts of me that felt like inadequate or, you know, you're not really an author. You're just like someone who's mm-hmm. writing. It. Like, you know, I, I felt very new with the Beauty for Ashes, so... I could say that the confidence in my writing and in my ability to to speak to other people through my writing increased. I like that you said confident. You're, you, you noticed an increase in your confidence because I think personally I've been in a season of, we both talked about that, being in season of transition. But what I am noticing is this time it's not the first time I'm going through it, you know what I mean? Like when I look at my life, I think, oh, wait, yeah, God, we went through this in 2016. The situation was a little bit different or, you know, we were in a different mm-hmm. city, but this is still the same stuff you were doing with me. We were crowdfunding yeah. this, we're crowdfunding now, you know, or, or we were trying to build our community, we're building it now. And something that my friend told me, she said, the mission is the same, it's the method that might change. And I think that's really what I what I heard as you were talking about with your book and saying, okay, the mission and encouraging people in their purpose and talking about our testimony, that is the same, but the method is different in that I'm not relying, like you said, I I knew what you meant when you said you're not relying as heavily on scripture and just saying I I feel confident enough and we know that scripture says the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so our testimony, our story is is adequate enough. You know what I mean? I think there are a lot of people who are even listening to this who may think, oh, well, I can't tell people about the gospel because I don't know that many scriptures or I don't know Romans Road or the only one scripture I know is John 3.16. It's like that's enough. But even if you don't know Mm -hmm. that, you have your testimony. You have what God has done in your life, and that's significant for somebody. Yeah. So in talking about purpose and pursuing purpose, what is the greater purpose you have seen behind the work that you do? Because if you're anything like me, I remember writing my book, my first book, The Black Girls Guys Living on Purpose, and thinking to myself, one, is this even good? Two, is this going to change anybody's life? You know what I mean? Like, I remember I talked often about how I had pre-orders for the book, and I was so excited, and I told God if I sold 25 copies, I would be ecstatic, and then we sold 50. So I'm in the process of writing them, about to ship them out, Tyra. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait. I wrote a book, and people bought it. Like, wait, what if it's not good? <laughs> I, maybe I need to cancel all of these orders. I need to give everybody their money back. And oh, now, wow. you know, yes, it was. It, I guess it was an imposter syndrome thing. But now, fast forward, and even earlier this week, I was talking with a, a sister in Christ, and she was saying, oh, man, I read your book at a really low point in my life. And sometimes I still have those moments where I think to myself, really? But that's the greater purpose that I see is people aren't being impacted in the words that I write, that we write. And so what, 
what moment have you had that you said, okay, God, this is the greater purpose behind the work that I'm doing? Gotcha. So I've definitely had moments, <laughs> moments feeling like that. And I think when, when I connect with people, like you said, when I connect with people and I see the changes that are happening in their lives mm-hmm. or when they're sharing with me, and, and it's people that I have never met, you know, I may receive an email mm-hmm. or, or something or people might reach out to me on my website. And so mm-hmm. having those connections with people because, you know, after you write the book, or at least for me, I don't know, but after you write the book, it's like, okay, now you're on to something else. Now you might yeah. still work with it, but, yeah. you know, your focus isn't right there. And so at right. mom- certain moments, it's like, I forgot about the book in a sense. And then you have people who reach out from, it seems like nowhere, and they're just yeah. sharing how the things that God has spoken to them through your work mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. has really transformed their lives. And so when I encounter that, that definitely reminds me of the big purpose, the big picture. And like I said, it all goes back to, to helping people. And one of the, the purposes that God has created me for is to help inspire and encourage women mm-hmm. to fulfill his purpose in their lives. And so it's like, I feel like my purpose is to help people with their purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and understand their identity in Christ, which I think is the, the foundation. Because if you want to look at why you're here, you need to first understand who you are, like mm-hmm. who placed you here, who are you in in Christ. And I know for me that was pivotal. And mm-hmm. before you can move on to see how you're impacting other people, it's almost like, okay, well, I need to kind of understand who I am and, and, and what God has created me to be. So, yeah, yes. yes. That's good. Um, I want to know, if you were to give an aspiring writer one piece of advice, what would it be? Wow. Just one piece of advice? I know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say to do it. And it seems super simple, and it Mm. seems like, oh, okay, well, anybody can just say that, but really – Understand that if God has given you something to write, to share with the world, he will give you everything that you need to accomplish it, whether it's the resources or the support or, you know, the wisdom, whatever it is that you need, he's going to supply it. And when he says that he supplies all of our needs, it's not Mm -hmm. just a financial thing, like I'll make sure you have a roof and I'll make sure you have food, but everything that we need to accomplish the purpose and the plan that he has for us. And so I say do it, just step out. If it's something that's in your past that's that's causing you to to think twice about doing it, I know sometimes there are parts of our testimony or, or parts of our lives that we feel like, okay, we have to kind of keep this buried so we, we can't move forward in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Surrender all of that to God because he knows about your past. He knows about your experiences. He knows about, you know, the things that are to come. And if he has, in fact, given you something to share, be bold, walk in faith, uh, be courageous, and, and do it. 
Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. I have a mentee. Um, yes, I am putting her on blast. I'm not going to call her by name, but she knows who she is if she listens to this episode. And when you were talking about <laughs> to do it, I'm like, so about this book you need to be writing, ma'am. Cough, cough. Yeah. I'm talking to you. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and another piece. I'm sorry, another piece just to, to throw in there like you said, you have a mentee, is to have someone who can walk alongside of you. Because there's sometimes when you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't feel like it or you don't think you can. And so having people in your life that can pour into you um, yeah. to encourage you on that journey as well is important. And accountability is everything, right? Because I think yeah. And people always, they always talk about Joseph, he shared his dream, and look where it got him. But it was it's about sharing it with the right people. And I had actually reposted something on my Instagram feed that said, stop letting blind people, um, what did it say? Stop letting blind people proofread your vision. And that oh, really wow. to me, right? Because that's really yeah. a lot of times we want approval from people who don't see the vision. And so when they say, well, why would you do that? We start asking ourselves, yeah, why would I do that? And for, completely forget everything that God told us in our one-on-one time with him. And so yeah. I am very protective over who I share my vision with, but that's what's so awesome about God is that I feel like as my, my vision has gotten bigger, so has my circle, if that makes sense, right? So it used to be, oh, yeah. I can only tell one or two people about this, and now if I have a circle of women who also have things that God has placed on their heart to do, and they have big faith as well, and so we're really able to tap into each other's energy and say, okay, okay, you're having a, a valley moment, cool. I had one yesterday, and you encouraged me, so now I'm going to turn around and I'm going to encourage you. And then it goes on and on from there. And so I think what you said, having that community really is everything. Yes, definitely. And one thing that I can I can even add to that is is being able to allow God to, to share people who you ordinarily wouldn't think of to share your your vision with. And I, I definitely experienced that with pursuing purpose because I had in my mind the people who was like, okay, these are the people that I'm sharing this with and doing this with. And then God's like, okay, and and now let's open this up. <laughs> and really right. people who I never in my wildest dreams would have thought would Mm-hmm. will be able to help me and partner with me and encourage me. They they were the people that God used. And so I think definitely, you know, having God point out the people to you, you know, yeah. because sometimes we can have our own vision of of who should be doing what and how things will pan out. And God's like, but that's, yeah. not, that's not the plan. <laughs> that's, that's not the right. plan that I have. Right. And his words is he knows the plan to us for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And I think that's the part. We have to release the fear of, well, God, what if I do share with this person? And I think a big fear for a lot of people is what if I share with this person and they steal my idea, you know, but Mm -hmm. you have to trust, one, that if he's putting it on your heart to share, that your idea will be protected. But, two, something somebody told me is that even if people steal your idea, they can't steal your anointing. So, if you're mm-hmm. anointed to do this, they can literally take the exact steps that you've given them and 
it can come to nothing if it's not in God's will for their lives, you know? And in the same respect, though, they can take those same steps, and y'all can both be successful. It's it's not a his or her type thing or her or her type thing. And I think uh, I was having a moment with my son, and I was they were they both wanted my attention, and they both needed something from me. And I just had a moment with God, and I said, God, how awesome are you that one, when all of your children need you, you're not overwhelmed like I am in this moment, but two, (laughs) that you don't have a shortage of resources, right? Like for me, there's only one me. I can't feed both of y'all simultaneously, but God can feed all his children simultaneously. And so if we think of that in the same thing with his blessings and say, okay, my God is so big that he can bless me and he can bless her and he can bless you all all at the same time. And it doesn't take anything from anybody else, you know? Yeah. Yes, I definitely think it has to do, um, obviously, God, his ability far outweighs ours. But for us, it's more so trusting him. And so sometimes we can put the emphasis on people, more Mm -hmm. more emphasis on people than we do God. So like you said, maybe that fear of stealing an idea or a vision or or a dream. But the thing is, our trust is in God and and not necessarily in people. Yeah. So I want to transition to our up close and purposeful segment. Uh, and these are just some more in-depth questions we ask about you and your purpose in, in, in your faith. And so my first question is that with background on the podcast, we talk a lot about faith, we talk about friendships, and we feature phenomenal women like yourself. And I wanted to ask you, how did you come to faith in Jesus? Okay, well, thank you so much. I'm, like, listening to you talking about phenomenal women, but (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Uh, For me, I I was raised in a Christian home, and so what that looked like is my mom, she she was a single mom, and she raised us knowing God and, and forming that relationship with God, taking us to church every Sunday. But for me, I don't think it really... It really didn't click for me until my my early young adulthood, and okay. I say that because I was accustomed to going to church because it was Sunday, and if I needed God's mm. help, I would call on him. You know, mm-hmm. if I was afraid, then I knew how to pray, but right. I wasn't inviting God into every area of my life, and so really I didn't submit my life to Christ until yeah. my early 20s, and, okay. and that came... That came uh, as a result of several broken down relationships mm-hmm. um, and, and finally throwing up my hands and just saying, you know what, God, I just want you. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been rejected and, and this has failed and this has broken down. And I'm really at a point where I'm done running my own life. I, I don't yeah. like the result <laughs> that I'm getting. And right. so in my early 20s, that's when I said, okay, I really want the word of God to apply to my life. I don't want to just go to church because that's what you do on Sunday, but I really want to know God and I want to be known by him. And I can say that early on, it was very, like looking back now, my mindset was very selfish and self-centered. Like I want God for me and I want everything that his word says and I want this. And so it's cool to see how God has matured me. And so now 
you know, my heart's desire is for others. But at that point where I was at, I, I needed him and I recognized that I needed him and that my life, I could go on living it my own way, but it wasn't going to amount to what I wanted it to look mm-hmm. like. And so mm-hmm. I'd say I, I accepted Christ as a child, but I surrendered to Christ in, in my early 20s. Yes. Yeah, I have a very similar testimony, and I've shared it a lot on the podcast, but I was, it was my, my sophomore year of college, and it was just, it was that exact word. I was rejected by somebody I thought was going to be my husband, and they were not interested in me and my husband. And I just said, I, I told God, I said, I'm tired of being everybody's second choice. And he said, you're not everybody's second choice. You're my first choice. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, shoot, God, I'm going with you because everybody else, I don't know what you're yeah. Like, well, bye, everybody, I'm out. And it's so funny because I ended up meeting my husband the next year, and I'm like, no, I'm sold out to God right now. Haven't you heard? <laughs> <laughs> look, God is like, look, it's my timing. It is my yes. timing. Yes, yes. So you kind of touched on it a little bit in saying that, now you look at how you can serve others through your faith, but how would you say that faith plays a role in your day-to-day life? And then uh, the follow-up question to that is, what role or how would you say that faith plays a role in your business life, your professional life, so personal and professional? Okay. So faith plays a a role in my day-to-day life because, like I said, I, I absolutely want to depend on God in the choices mm-hmm. that I make, and even something as simple as the people that God wants me to interact with and how he wants me to mm-hmm. interact with them, um, being dependent on him in that uh, is, is very big for me. And I shared with you earlier that, like, there were a lot of different transitions that are going on now uh, in my life, That some of them that I'm not ready to, to share with the world yet, but... Yeah. Um, but, you know, just making those choices, and sometimes they're really difficult choices, um, having that, that faith in, in God and in his plan and trusting that if he's leading me to do something, it's not to harm me. It's, it's for my yeah. benefit, and, and it is going to bless other people because God is so, he's so awesome like that. So it's, not, it's never mm-hmm. one-sided. What he does is never one-sided, and so while he is leading me to do things that will help me, um, I'm confident in knowing that it doesn't stop at me, but he wants to work through me. And so mm-hmm. just on a day-to-day basis, that, that's one of the ways that my faith anchors me and it leads me, even in how I deal with, with my children, how I raise them. And I think it's such a beautiful thing how God speaks to me as a parent, yeah. he speaks to me, you know, as I parent my children, and it helps me to relate to him as my father. But then also when I look at him as being my father, I can better relate to my children yeah. <laughs> in, in yeah. that same way. Like, hold on, this is not how God deals with me. Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. it really opens up the door for me to extend grace and, and to, yeah. to be more Christ-like in my everyday life. Yeah. And then as far as uh, a business perspective, faith definitely plays a role in it because business in itself is a risk. You know, if you are in any type of business, there are definitely risks. There are 
our hills and valleys in that process of starting up. So Glorious Works Publishing is a very new new company and so there's there's that ebb and flow that, that kind of goes on. And so trusting that God has given me this and in the same way that in my personal life he will give me everything that I need, the same thing applies to my business. And so I can can make decisions not out of fear or not out of, okay, if I don't do this, then this won't happen, but really trusting God. The one thing that I can say about my faith in God is that it really gives me rest and it gives me peace mm. because the things outside, the external things, they change and, and people change, you know, and, and how people feel and opportunities yeah. change, but God remains the same. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I stand on is that he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? And then I always answer that question, no, he hasn't. And then the next yeah. part says, has he ever promised and not carried it through? And, again, the answer is no. And so it really anchors me knowing that I can depend on God in, in what he tells me to do personally and in business. Yeah, that's good. That's good. How would you say your friendships have played a role in you both walking in your purpose and accomplishing the vision that God has given you? Oh, wow. I am so grateful for the the friendships and relationships that God has placed in my life. I can definitely say that without the people that God connected me to, we probably would not be having this conversation right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, you know, just having the community and the friendships and the mentors, just having people has been one of the greatest blessings that God has given me because sometimes you can feel like what you're doing is crazy or, yeah. or what you're thinking is crazy. And so yeah. to have people who are there to listen, who are there to pray, who are there to say, it's okay. Like we have these moments. And, and I think sometimes, sometimes when people are on the outside looking in, they look at what you've accomplished or, or what you're doing and kind mm -hmm. of take off that human hat off of you. And, and yeah. so having friends and having those close relationships I know that I have people that I can go to and be authentic with where I can yeah. really be transparent with. Yeah. And so where everybody is looking like, oh, wow, author, oh, wow, publisher, oh, wow, mm -hmm. you're doing this and that, I have people who are like, let me pray for you. I, I, I know yeah. how you feel right now. Let me pray. This is not yeah. the end. Because you have those days and those moments where you're like, okay, it, did I do all of this? for nothing like you know right. it, it's not always the the mountaintops there's definitely yeah. valleys and and I I think having friends and having close relationships helped you in those times and it, it has been a godsend to me I thank God I thank God for the people who he has placed in my life I really thank God. I'm just like, oh, man, after, look, after the interview, I'm like, oh, I need to reach out to them because it just, mm -hmm. <laughs> it just reminded me, you yeah. know, of, of just some of the seasons that I've had to walk through 
in in this process to be where I am, and I know there's going to continue to be seasons of of hills and valleys, and knowing that I have people that I can go through this journey with is Mm. is very comforting, and and I'm grateful for it. And it's it's a blessing too when you know, when when it when you're friends with people who've been with you for a while. And one thing I have learned in God is that I also will, especially through Black Girls of Purpose, is like I've met women, and within the span of months, we're super close. And I'm like, dang, we didn't even know each other this time last year. But I know, I, I know, right? It's just it's, it's it's really cool. But one thing I can say is that when you are surrounded with people who knew you when you were quote unquote nobody. Um, there's just a different level of peace there, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a different level of appreciation because it's like, wait, you knew me when I was cursing or when we were both going to the place with the, that we both didn't need to go to or, you know, mm-hmm. when I was whatever, when I was staying up late, t- having foolish conversations. I mean, for me, uh, I used to curse a ton when I was in college, and I remember telling one of my friends that, that I have now, and she's like, what? I can't believe that. I don't see you ever cursing. And I'm saying, girl, <laughs> the power of the Lord, yes. I, I, yes. And now, you know, even to me, it seems foreign, but just to know people who knew me then and are still with me now, and then to be there for them as well, to think, wow, you know, like one of my friends, Danita, to look at us from when we were in college, she was one of the first friends that I had on our college campus, to now we're both wives and mothers and it's just it's just it's weird and when I look at our children I think wow I knew your mama before you knew your mama that's that's, yes (laughs) it's cool though to have people who have that longevity with you you know yes yes I definitely can attest to that yeah and I even think you you talked about you were like oh man when we hang up with I have to go and talk to them and I had a moment like that, too, where I was remembering when Black Girls of Purpose first got, got started, we had this programmatic partnership with the Recreation Development Commission in our city in New Orleans. And I was so okay. pumped about it. I'm like, yes, Lord, this is amazing, because we would get to use their space for free every single week. We just had to bring the girls or whoever it was. We just told them, hey, this is where I'm going to be having programming. And, Kyra, when okay. I tell you it was 16 weeks, and out of those 16 weeks, Three people came, two young ladies, and then one was my best friend and my roommate. I just And I just called her the other day, and I was crying. I said, Suri, you were there. No one else was mm-hmm. there, but you came, and you just sat in that empty room with me, and you just, you know, and just sat and said, hey, how's programming going? Like, we had 50 yes. women in there, you know? And so just to think of moments like that, it really does increase your appreciation for them. And then it also makes it when you, you start thinking to yourself, when I make it, girl, you coming with me because you really been mm-hmm. here from the very beginning. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. So what does fearlessness look like for you in this season? Fearlessness. I'd say fearlessness is not necessarily – Without fear, <laughs> but but doing it sometimes with that fear. Um, obviously, we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but at the same time, we still have these human emotions um, that we that we can't part with. But I think what fearlessness looks like is okay. I'm having these fears. I'm having these reservations, these anxieties, or or whatever these things that are these thoughts that are coming in that 
trying to stop me, but knowing that what I'm doing is ordained by God. And so even with the discomfort, having his peace and having his, his um, leading to do it, I'm still walking in mm-hmm. what he's called me to do. Yes. If you were to name one friend who's the best at pushing you even when you're afraid, who would it be? <laughs> I definitely say it was my friend Tandea. Um, mm-hmm. She she she's there to push me when I'm necessarily not necessarily in fear, but whether it's fear mm-hmm. or any reservation that I have, mm-hmm. she's that one person who I know she's like, okay, well I'm calling you tomorrow to see like you know what the update is. <laughs> yeah, and so she I'm I'm so grateful for her because in the fear, in the even in the confusion, she's there to help me sort out my thoughts and, and get to the, the bottom of my whys and, and all of that. So that's yes. one person I would definitely say helps me with the fear or conquering the fear moving forward. Awesome. Well, I have a couple more questions for you. So something that God has really laid on my heart this entire year, this has kind of been an underlying theme has been how he will birth purpose through pain. So is there one painful situation that you've experienced in your life where you say, okay, and I mean, I know your book is called Beauty for Ashes, right? So yeah, (laughs) but if you were to name one particular painful experience that you endured that you thought, wow, God, this is like, you you can see the purpose now for what had, what happened then. Yes, it would definitely be, my son's situation where where a few years back he was suicidal and he was eight. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, one of the ultimate pains as a, as a parent. Um, but through that situation, and I can say that God is so awesome in how he turns things around and, and he doesn't have to go through this full process, you know, that, that – the specialist line out or outline for you to go through, but literally being obedient to God in that situation within, Mm -hmm. I'll say weeks, there was a transformation in my son's life. And so not only was he no longer suicidal and, and I don't mean, Oh, we swept it under the rug and we're just Mm -hmm. moving past this. No, God came in and brought so much healing, so much restoration, um, my, my son's life was transformed, but then I was even transformed, and everything basically that I'm doing now was birthed out of that situation. Mm-hmm. That was when I wrote Beauty for Ashes, um, mm-hmm. because with the dealing with that situation, I began to reflect on various situations in my life where God took something painful, he took something mm-hmm. dark, and how he turned it around. But it was in that situation with my son, who is doing wonderfully now. We're a few years out from that, and it's crazy because um, one day we were talking, and I was mentioning some of the challenges that he had, and and he didn't remember it. And Mm. I was just like, oh, Okay, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to dig up anything, but I was just like, wow, because only God can do that. And that was one of the things that I did pray for Mm -hmm. for God to do 
you know, some of those things that were traumatic. God, I want you to just come in and cleanse and heal and restore. And he really did that. And so that, that situation was, was a very pivotal moment for our family, for my life and, and ultimately for the lives of many people that I encounter. Because like I said, I, I wasn't an author before that situation. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a, a publisher. I, I wasn't, I was just, you know, living my life and taking care of my family and kind of right. going on about my business. And yes, I was yeah. involved in ministry in, in some regards, but definitely the people that God has connected me to, he did so after experiencing that. Mm-hmm. Mhm. He doesn't waste anything. I love that. Uh, I love that it says that our names are inscribed on the palms of his hands. Because mm. I just, it's, you know, he looks at his hands, and we we know it, it, the holes are in his hands. But it's like we look at that, but then we also think, and my name is right there. Your hands are constantly in front of you. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know that that when God looks at his, like he sees us, and it's just yeah. I don't know. I just I love that scripture that is made. That our names are engraved on the palms of His hands because it just I'm just like okay, God. There's nowhere I go or you go that I'm not with you, you know. And and so mm-hmm. and to, to be able to encourage your son in those situations and thinking because I know for for me I I suffer with suicidal thoughts as well, and I think it's just part of it is feeling like you're forgotten about, it, you're not cared for, or if you left, nobody would care. And so to know if nobody else cares for you. God cares for you. You're inscribed on the palms of his hands. And I just want to, I really feel led to encourage anybody who's listening to this episode, if you ever battle with suicidal thoughts or if you're dealing with that right now, like you are, your name is engraved on the palms of God's hands and, and, and he has not forgotten about you. And, and he has such a, a powerful work that he wants to do for your life. And, and, and he wants to birth so much purpose through your pain. It doesn't feel good right now. I understand that. But it's just like labor pains. And scripture talks about that, right, that a, a woman, she has sorrow when she's in labor, when she, but when she has given birth, she completely forgets about it because this human has come out of it. And so mm-hmm. if you can look at your situation and think to yourself, man, God is going to birth something through this, then you'll have the endurance that you need to push through it. Yes, Absolutely. So how can our community continue to support the work that you are doing, both with your book and your publishing company, Glorious Works, and anything else you might be doing? <laughs> so I'd say one way that they could support is by um, either joining my mailing list for GloriousWorksPublishing.com or KyraLenae.com and each website has a, a place where you can subscribe. And one, one of the things is that we'll be able to stay connected. That way, when things are coming up in the future, you'll be aware of it. And also, if you know anyone that could benefit from, from the services or from mm-hmm. the ministries um, that God has placed in me, then to share it a lot of times, um, those connections that we have are from people who know people. You know, yeah. I know for me that's how I've gotten to do different things that otherwise I wouldn't have been able to. So that would be a very great support if you know someone who 
is interested in writing a book or is interested in, in working with, with women and seeing them identify their purpose and their identity. Yeah. Awesome. And if you had one encouraging word to leave with our listeners, what would it be? My encouraging word would be that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that before the foundation of this world, God knew you, he chose you, so you are special, you are unique, and all of the different characteristics, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to call it, God knows, and and he still values you, and he's going to use everything that's in you. And so just be reminded of his love and his purpose for you. Amen. Thank you so much for being our guest, Kyra. I really appreciate it, and I pray that people will be encouraged by your words and your testimony, and I'm looking forward to them connecting with you and and, and just seeing what God continues to do through your ministry. Yes, thank you so much for having me, and one day in the near future, I would definitely love to come see you and be a part of what God is doing in your life as well. You're doing amazing things, and I'm I'm always amazed when I get my emails and see what's going Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) What's going on where you are? Yes, God is good. All right, Purpose Peeps. Well, that is all for this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kyra. And as she said, make sure you connect with her over on her websites, gloriousworkspublishing.com and kyralanae.com. I'll be sure to link both of those in the show notes. Also, be sure to subscribe to our email list because you heard her say that she gets so much encouragement from the emails every week. And I promise you, I did not pay her to say that. So make sure if you're not connected with us over on our email list, go ahead and do that by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash join follow us on instagram at black girls with purpose and follow me personally on instagram at the black girl with purpose i shared that i will be doing our monthly bible study instagram live bible studies over on my personal instagram page so make sure you're following me over there and i think that is all for next for for this week next week we'll be talking to another phenomenal black girl with purpose Uh, because i shared i wanted to have these last few interviews before we shift our messaging we focus solely on women in business of women of faith in business as we move forward in 2020. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week.